Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Thursday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. The show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. As always, you can call or text 402-464-5685. Watch and comment on Facebook, <laughs> Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. The last time we had Mike Schaefer in studio was last Thursday. <laughs> Nebraska was about to play Georgia Southern in two days. Yes. They were looking to go 2-1. and one. Flash forward to a week now after that. Uh, Scott Frost is no longer the head coach. Nebraska is 1-2. and two. Oklahoma is still coming to town. Cleveland baseball has won six straight games. Hey, the whoa, Vikings whoa. and the Dolphins are going to be playing in the Super Bowl. That's I mean, right. it's not all bad. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Cleveland, <laughs> yeah, Cleveland's take won that. six straight? Yeah. yeah, the, yeah the Commanding lead in the AL Central. The Dolphins. worst division in baseball. Dolphins-Vikings Super Bowl, of course, is coming up in February. Look forward to that. That would be incredible. I got a very nice text from Jake on Sunday about how good our teams looked. So he's clearly feeling pretty good about how he's the, feeling pretty. He's, oh yeah, he's feeling. It's good almost about like everything. he doesn't have the NFL's best team in his own division. Yeah, my team. <laughs> now Jake is Jake has turned over a new leaf, Shaper. Oh. I don't know if you've I don't know if you've noticed. Very optimistic. Yeah, um, I, I'm so yeah. refreshing. It is. I, I've been pessimistic for too long. Are you saying <laughs> there's been six a four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for six years. Things have changed. I'm turning <laughs> over. It's very refreshing. I got to say it is. Yeah. I'm excited to see how this uh, continues upon itself. He's, he's don't trends I des- toward delusional sometimes. Don't I deserve some nice things in my sports fandom? I don't. I mean, you I do, don't you root do against well, you. Yeah, no, I mean, no. I... I <laughs> what I try to do is when you let yourself get a little bit too far too out far. in front, try you know, help, when, you when we built the house for Fred Fred Hoiberg's <laughs> first year, when there was for some reason some real doubt when I said I didn't think they'd be an NCAA tournament team. <laughs> yeah, what an idiot I was. What an idiot. And then I made the mistake of assuming that they could at least go 500, so it wasn't like I was any more correct. Oh, God, yeah, let's we, not talk about we've that. We've made some mistakes on this show, but we, we, we're still we here, We save though. that team, which, you know. Isn't going to be good until November. Let's not do this. Right well, now. it could be an interesting year for <laughs> them. One one train wreck at a time. Yeah, Trev Albert has some work to do for them as well. Right. Maybe by December. Yeah. We'll see. Oh, man. Well, Schaefer, this hour is sponsored by Trek CBD 84th and Highway 2. I'm sure that uh, people have been visiting them, t- giving them a visit since all this stuff's happened with Nebraska football. You need, you need some calming I remedies in this life. Okay. Right? Don't Me you? and Schaefer, I think, are in agreement that this is not a stressful situation. No, because we're used to it. Yes. Yeah, we, we've well, gotten used to it. And <coughs> on one hand... Not the, for us, it's not. For Trev, it is. Trev, yeah, well, sure. But yeah. the fans are used to this now. Stressful, and then also just like... I, he seems like a very organized person. I, couldn't ima- I could not imagine going into this situation and not being organized. Because, you know, with a college football Saturday coming up, Obviously, he's going to pay attention to what happens with Nebraska-Oklahoma. Yep. And then I would sort of love to know what Trev is doing the rest of like, it. I would, he, too. Does he have, like, this yeah. war room that he locks right. himself into where it's like you go to the <laughs> sports bar and they have the sheets of paper that tell you Bears-Packers mm-hmm. is going to be on this TV and, mm-hmm. you know, Falcons-Saints oh, on I, that one. I definitely But would. his war room just has, like... Kalani Sataki over here on <laughs> Jamie yeah. Chadwell. Like it's just like all these. Ooh, those are interesting names. You know. Mike Mike Gundy over here. I I wanted to get out of everyone saying Matt Campbell, Dave Dur- Dave Doran, Lance Leipold, Chris Kleiman. Yeah. Those are the ones that you're going to hear most commonly. I think mm-hmm. Kalani Sataki. When you go, BYU. when you go this early, I mean, you might as well cast as wide of a net yeah. as possible. Yeah. And I mean that guy. Getting home on Saturday night after Nebraska lost to Georgia Southern and mm-hmm. watching the kind of game that we watched mm-hmm. and then putting on Baylor and BYU 
and just hearing the pads pop mm-hmm. and feeling immediately oh, yeah. like an old person and being like, oh, I kind of miss this. See, mm. you, they look good in the trenches, right? Oh, BYU? Both of them. Bo- well, yeah. Bo- I mean, they're both really well coached, very physical teams. Yeah. I, the thing that, and I wrote about this, the thing that took me in that game is that both of those teams seem so happy to scrap over one yard in either direction. Mm-hmm. Like the fight in that game mm. was refreshing because who won that game by the way BYU on it Ooh, what was the score that. uh 23-20 okay good game I picked uh 20 26-20 I think they scored a touchdown they mm-hmm. didn't get a two-point conversion but no I I mean I think I don't know that he would say yes but I think Kalani Sataki should be on okay a, uh, all right I'm, I'm okay list. with that well while we're on the topic there Schaefer I mean, obviously we have a long ways to go the season still has nine games left mm-hmm. we'll see Mickey nine Joseph's first games. game as a he- interim head coach Saturday but have you put the Mike Schaefer top three together, like the guys you'd like to see? Uh, the problem I have is I feel like I venture further from reality. So whenever I do this, like I end up getting fixated on guys that, like Sataki, I don't know how likely that is. He is an alum of BYU. He obviously is coaching there right now. The thing is, he interviewed for Oregon last year, okay. and they had to come back, and they gave him a raise. BYU's kind of been notorious for not paying that much money. Bronco Mendenhall left to go to a Virginia program in part because I think he wanted to be paid more. And even then, it was a pretty modest salary, uh, you know, modest relative to college football coaching salaries. But uh, so I I would think that if you were Nebraska and you can offer the the kind of money that they can, if they really wanted them, they could make that oh, yeah. a, a difficult decision. You, you, you are not concerned about selling a coach this to job? the – Oh, no, selling a coach to the fan base. This wouldn't be a splash. I, I like Sataki. Always no, have. I, Always I, have. I think that. But I don't know if the fan base is going to react that well to it. I don't know that there's a lot of guys that the fan base is going to consider a splash hire this who, time around. Who would be those guys? And I think part of Trev's press conference on Sunday was setting the setting the stage that, look, you may not be enamored with this hire from day one, mm-hmm. but we don't care. This is someone we think is going to help Nebraska football, even if it's not wowing everyone in oh, the press at the moment. Listen, think about this. I, I was talking to a coach last night. I don't need to say who. But he said something brilliant, I thought. The, the press conference. Here's, here's Oh, you know what? Eddie Sutton is the one who said this. Eddie Sutton is the original who said this. The press conference is your highlight as a coach. Mm-hmm. Then it all goes down from there. The, the, so what I'm suggesting is Mike's right. The press conference really doesn't matter. Yeah. That's your that's your crowning achievement as a head coach, and then it all goes to hell from there. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, I mean, Mr. Dixon. Yeah, I mean, not to hell, but that that's it, it your that's, generally goes downhill after that. Generally, it's generally. about it, there's going well, to well, the be, clock starts as yep, soon as your last right. word is. That's dead. what that's the ba- mean, that's a better yeah. way to put it. Thank so, you. So, yeah, and there's not. This sounds kind of morbid, but there's not like there's a lot of coaches that get out of like whenever they leave the job that they're in. Very few get to do it with the cake and the celebration of happy retirement. So it's not a, it's not the kind of job where it just always is going to end well either. So you kind of have to know that going into okay. it too. So you you like Sataki? Yeah. Anybody uh, else? Yeah. Luke who Fickle else? would be high uh, okay. for me as well. And and so here's where I want to put emphasis if I'm looking to hire. I mean, I'm looking at teams that traditionally have good offensive line, defensive line play. So I I'm looking at trenches. You and Jake are on the same page. And then boom. Uh, one of the things, and it's not the biggest requirement, and obviously Sataki doesn't fit this, but he does 
coach kind of a national team. Um, I like Luke Fickle because he knows the Big Ten inside now. I mean, it's the, I like that. I like one that. of the, the biggest things to me is that whoever takes this job has to understand that the Big Ten conference is likely different from where they're coming from if they're coming from outside. Absolutely. And so any experience in the Big Ten, I value. Oh, I, 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 me too. I agree with that. Actually, it, it elevates, you know. Bill O'Brien. Well, had to that's say. a, I mean. I had to say it. No, I, that's a, I mean, it's coming off of a week where people are just absolutely torching them for the play. I know, that's a problem Texas, too because their offense isn't going to be very they good. like crap. I just, they, they're a different team when they don't have elite wide receivers. Right. And I we're mean, an offensive line that's a little suspect. Yeah, it is suspect. Yeah. And so. And um, an offensive line that's you know, suspect. We'll see how it plays out for Alabama. But there's there's other guys that are like way deeper um, that have that kind of Big Ten experience. The guy at Marshall, they just knocked off Notre Dame. Charles Huff used to coach running backs at Penn State. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's different guys that you can find that fit that category. But so I'm stalling. Anyway, Sataki, Fickle. And then I would be fine with Matt Campbell. I've been amazed at the amount of people that have just come out against the idea of Matt Campbell, but whatever. Um, I understand that it's not – again, I'm not expecting, like, this flash hire. Like, I I guess I sort of – There is one. And we're not going to talk about Urban Meyer. Okay, I I wasn't sure if that's where you were. What if I just said to you, Schaefer, if you're you're the AD or I'm the AD or Jake's the AD, and I just said, I'm going all in on Zach Taylor. It's possible because I don't think the Bengals are going to be very good this year. And he's only making three and a half million dollars. Yeah, but you can pay. You can you can triple his salary. Dad, did he have sustained success as a head coach? So he's never coached in college football. I know he hasn't recruited. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, he coached for the University of Cincinnati, and it didn't go well. Yeah, it I, didn't I, go I, well. I just meant that like he's been on a college staff. He has. It did not go well. well that was Tuberville, right? I think it was, and their offense was historically bad. I mean, yeah, I you just, don't even want to bring that up. Like Zach Taylor, I, I, I think eventually could be a good coach. I don't know right now. Ooh, when, you're pouring cold water on I am, Zach a little Taylor. Bit. Okay, he, did, he has not recruited before. I don't, I don't need a first-time college right. head coach. It Ooh. would be sort of amazing if the last three coaches, if you count Mickey's interim, would be former Nebraska quarterbacks of very different eras in a way. I mean, I, Mickey and Frost are closer. They're close. But, They're close. Yeah. is a recruiting expert, so I want to bounce this off him, not okay. you. Okay, yeah, he hasn't recruited, but can't you just load your staff up with recruiters? Uh, you know, I was on a podcast for 24-7 Sports yesterday where it was uh, several national recruiting analysts and then myself to talk about the Nebraska situation. And one of those guys was saying just from conversations – you know, that he has with coordinators or, or assistants that become head coaches, they always marvel. They don't have to do as much recruiting as you think that they do in large part because they can't go on the road. Right. They, you know, so it, if the fact that Zach Taylor hasn't recruited, that's not that big of a deal if he hires a good personnel Vince staff. And Vince yeah, Ginta. Well, yeah, I mean, if you have – if you have a staff of people that you trust mm-hmm. that can kind of handle that, and then you have high-energy recruiters like Mickey Joseph and others, that, Bush. that fills in some of the, the gap there. So the conventional wisdom of the guy has to be a closer is true, but it it's not as much work as it used to be, well, Jake, which is why some people really struggle to go from being a coach back to being an assistant coach because then you have to be on the road a lot more. You have to be doing a lot more of recruiting. There's almost no way around it. Yeah. You know he knows football. I well, mean, I, you know I, he, I'm can, not denying that. he can execute on the sideline. 
It would be. I think it would be a good picture. He, he, of that. That was, well, he just really got a, a, a game-changing quarterback in Joe Burrow. I mean, that, that changed everything for Zach Taylor. They, they were they had the number one pick in the oh, draft. Schaefer, right? Schaefer, what if they what if they throw a seven eleven out there? What if they throw an What if they throw an Still eight and ten? Still not used to this. Uh, is it, it's seven is that good? Seven is that good? Oh, it's seventeen. Yeah. It's 17. Not 18. Okay. Do you want him on the, on the after I think a it'll bad be year? 18, but okay. I don't think it's 18. Okay. <laughs> Do you want him after a bad year where he proved that you know the Super Bowl might have been a fluke for the the Bengals? Legitimate then? question. I, again, we talk about sustain sustained success. Legitimate question. One year of a great season going to the Super Bowl is, is great, but can you do it again and again and again? We and haven't heard Schaefer's consistent playoff yeah. team. Your thoughts, Schaefer's thoughts about your boy, Who's your boy, Urban Meyer. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on Schaefer. I know you can you can hate me all you want. I don't. I am like, the I don't, leader of the Urban Meyer parade. I want you to, to try to pour cold water on. I don't me. hate of the, the idea. I have apprehension because the last time he coached a team, it went horrendous. He's not an NFL coach. Well, and I can understand he's not an NFL coach, but some of the issues was just like his personality with that roster. And I understand they're professional. Like it was bad. Did he kick a guy on the ground? The kicker. Oh. The kicker. Yeah. Like he kicks a guy. I, I don't. I don't know. And then there's the the other part of it is he's now how many years removed from being a college coach? Four, right? Yeah. And then what what does the long term picture look like with a I, guy who's left his last few jobs with health concerns? We we have addressed that. Still, I think. I still think there's. You know, health issues. It's not like it's a guarantee that he's a hundred percent healthy, ready to go. Here's the scenario with with Urban Meyer that we've laid out okay. to, to to dispel all those issues. There, Schaefer. He's 58 years old. Sure, this could be his last stop as a head coach. He he needs to last adventure. He needs to repair his image of what went wrong with the Jaguars. We all know that you know he's right now broadcasting. Fox took him back to be a on the. So I don't know that. Does he need to repair his image if he's got this broadcasting gig that for his own barely has to work? Do you think he really wants to go out as a head coach with that embarrassment and say that's it? I'm done. I'm just gonna be a broadcaster. That's it. It didn't work out. His he did not translate to the NFL. He's a college coach. Sure. He can repair his image at a place that wants to get their brand back to what it used Think to be. Think about the story. Repair. It would be an incredible well, story. Yeah, like I'm not your I'm not saying there's Nebraska, a bigger boom. name that's available and I don't even know that there's someone that you could have more confidence that Nebraska has the ability to flip to a, a playoff contender, but the the downside of this is that it can go horrendously bad and you're just chasing your tail. Looking for stability. If you're, if Jake, if you're arguing for stability, I don't know how Urban Meyer is the example of that. Well, well I'd no, say this: his Why? last two stops, he was there for six and seven years. Respect, yeah. besides, he's Jackson, only fifty-eight. He's only fifty-eight. Six years with Florida, seven years Ohio State. But we're talking about health concerns combined with one miserable year with Jacksonville, and he's been out of the college grind for four seasons. Like I just. I don't think that that's something you just ignore. No, you I don't, don't ignore. I don't, don't ignore, ignore it. But I do believe it's it, this is one of the greatest coaches in the in the history of college football. Most people right? just assume, Jake included, that Urban Meyer is instantly nine wins the moment he steps on campus, and then it goes from there. Yeah, I don't know that I'm assuming. That. I, do, I say I do second assume. year. I say yeah, second. Well, I think that with any coach at this point in time, because I just I, I've watched two transitions go terribly. 
I don't know why I would think that it's just going to be right uh, hunky dory in 2023. So I, 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 I don't care who's patrolling right. the sidelines, but that's I'm just with a, you on that. That's just me. I think is a defense mechanism now. Like I think that Jake, you have to be a little more cautious, and I do too, about this assumption that Urban Meyer, no matter what, turns it around quickly. I don't know. I mean, that's I do believe that. I know you do, but. You believe that Scott Frost would be a it was a one hundred percent well I sure did. thing I, I believe that okay. but I, how about the coach that's done it everywhere he's been besides the NFL yeah okay that's that's that is Fred Hoiberg <laughs> well I mean he did it to college and then he struggled in the NBA he did was, that, was don't, the NBA. don't bring Hoiberg it's into totally the Frost conversation here I'm just saying Urban Meyer would, would coaches with name cachet have gone come back and haven't necessarily had Nick Saban level success. Listen, it, here's the thing with like Urban, for example, if, if he came in next year, so to speak, I mean, this team, Nebraska has had a bad record with Scott Frost, 16 and 31. But to, after the first year, the first, you know, yeah, after the first year, Nebraska didn't get blown out. They had, they had one blowout against Ohio State in 2020. They got, they got killed there. 2019. But, Right. Okay. No, yeah. Twenty nineteen minutes. But twenty twenty one and this year, I mean, and, and in the end of twenty twenty, I guess they were with everybody. The the bad teams, the good teams. Urban Meyer, you see, he could see that and say, "Well, Nebraska pushed Ohio State. They pushed Michigan, a, a playoff team last year. Mm-hmm. They're not that bad. Mm-hmm. They just can't win." Yeah, like they're not Again, that far away from being respectable. Well, right now they are. Are you selling this job to Urban Meyer? Or yes. Are you selling us on Urban Meyer? I don't know. I'm which, selling which both, right, both, both at the same okay. time. They they look like Nebraska's not losing fifty six to ten in these games. Not yet, not yet. That's that's, that's <laughs> wait. Sims, what are you saying about this that's weekend? That's Sims' belief in Mickey apparently over there. No, it's not. No, hold on, Jake. I was just putting. No, it hold there. on. No, no, no. You always do that where I don't believe in Mickey. <laughs> why? Why? What I'm suggesting is Mickey is not a magician. No. All fair. right. That's fair. A that is a very important distinction. A, di- a different voice doesn't equate into better linebacker play necessarily. All right, or that you're going to get a better push up front on right. either side of the ball. Right. I no, mean, I I think that's a, very important. To, yeah, I mean it's unfair to Mickey to say, "Well, I think that new voice is going to turn everything around." Can all of a sudden have a good rush defense now, <laughs> magically. I mean, right? It's it's yeah. sort of delusional to think that way. He's never even been a head coach before. Well, Langston, he's never been a he's never been a a D one D one head coach. So where where are you coming from on this? Just a place of delusion. Well, that's why I, I asked Schaefer here then for for Mickey to be considered for the full time job. You know what what can he do? What does he have to do? I mean, I that's think a good question. So there's nine games left. They're one and two. Um, if you can somehow finish six and three in those nine games, which would be really impressive to me, six given three, the, yeah. the start, uh, I think you kind of have to have that sort of a year. I don't even know that a five and four would necessarily do it, uh, which would get you to six and six and bowl eligible. And then a lot of it is just what does it look like? You know, I mean, it's hard to answer on the the onset of, mm-hmm. well, it's got to be this because if they come out and they play well and they go four and five and Trev Alberts feels like there's something there, I guess I could see mm-hmm. the scenario in which he wants to move forward with that. I'm not entirely convinced that Mickey Joseph wants to be a head coach okay. for his Whoa. career either. Really? So, I well, mean, come, I, well, come on. I, I don't know. I mean, I think you do the interim thing, and he's going to learn really quickly how different it is from being 
the oh, really yeah. energetic position coach to all of a sudden <laughs> to having it all on you. looking at you yeah. for everything. Yeah. So, and that includes, you know, when you're the position coach and you're known for your wide receiver play, when you're the head coach, you're known for what the hell the safety just did. Right. Exactly. You know, so, He's going to be asked about the defense now. I so mean, I, I, I'm really curious how it goes for him. I, I think they're a lot better team than they've played. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if he gets uh, some good buy-in early and maybe they have some success because I think they could beat Indiana or Rutgers or whoever. Illinois. But can they consistently do it week yep. in and week out? The, the schedule, remember the schedule is, I mean, you're, you are going to play some beatable teams yeah, down the road. I, like, is there a way that they could go 4-0 and in that October stretch? Sure. I mean, it's just going to require a level jump for where their defense has been. Maybe that can be there. But um, I I think if they can be consistent week in and week out, it's going to help his chances for it. But they, they have to win games. I mean, I, I don't know no that you know if what? you go two and seven, it's not going to. You know what's in real? I think what's really important is to get a win in the next two be- yeah. for belief. Well, because hey, if, if you don't. If you steal a game against Oklahoma, then suddenly – then, then, then it's a conversation of like, okay, what happened? Well, I think it needs to happen for the sake of the season and the, the attitude. And, oh, imagine yeah. going to the bye week with, yeah, yeah. All, all this stuff that's happened. You fired your coach. You beat Oklahoma all of a sudden. You get a bye week okay, to if, celebrate that uh, and still get things On improved. the other hand, if you lose two, you still got a long, mar- a long march to the end ahead. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys. I mean, two Colorado State guys just went into the portal because they, they want to preserve their season. Now, would we start seeing that? You know, guys saying, well, I don't. Well, I'm, it's I'm, the last game of the red shirt thing right, right here, too. Yeah. So, you know, if you're if you're someone and you're worried that you're going to give up your freshman year for a season that isn't going anywhere. You might just say, I want a red yeah. shirt. I mean, what if A.J. Allen just said, I, I this. Oh, I don't even want to think about that. But, but, but those, I, I know what you mean. Those are realistic. I'm not trying comments. to. Right. right, yeah. Those are realistic. I just don't want to specifically think about that. No, I don't either. Um, but I think it's important for the enterprise to win one of these next two. Because if you don't. I mean, this is a long season ahead, yeah. right? And there's coaches, if you don't start winning fairly soon, yeah. there's people, not just coaches, players, coaches, that are going to start, okay, I mean, the coach's natural reaction will be, I go better start looking for a job, right? Yep. And that's, well, or I, I better start thinking about it. And that's if, for, if you start putting your thinking into that, you're taking your thinking away from winning the next Saturday, right? And from the other side of it, if you're that bad, it becomes harder to attract a coach. I mean, if, if Nebraska's 2-10, and ten, like, you might be talking about Troy Calhoun more than yeah, you want him. to or whatever because that might be the level of who's mm. interested at that point. Yeah, I mean, I, point. I believe that this is a job good enough to get the names that have been thrown out there. I do, too. Um, but I say that with the idea that they're not going to go completely in the tank. And I, I do think that the move – for Trev Alberts to to remove Scott Frost before that buyout is in part to try to save some face totally with this season. Totally I mean, agree. You, the the last thing you could do is just have it spiral completely out of control. And with that loss against Georgia Southern, I think they're on the precipice of that. Very possible. If you have any calls or texts, please call 464-5685. We do have people on the line. We'll get to your calls after the break. Next, an early break in the ticket.